0: In today's episode, we will begin with the first installment on the recognition of foster care and teen pregnancy prevention awareness in America, and how the dynamics of each affect abused children. Peace and light, family. This is Elegant Granny, your creator and host of the Proactive Eye podcast. Last week, we wrapped up our month of raising awareness of child abuse and sexual violence, reinforcing how we can realistically support the victims and survivors on their road to recovery. May is the month we nationally recognize foster care and raise the awareness of teen pregnancy prevention. This week's focus is on opening up discussion on how the dynamics of foster care and teen pregnancy affect abused children. I have never experienced living in a foster home, nor ever been a pregnant teen, but I have worked with many who have. It has always been a joy not only experiencing them in a teaching capacity, but also as godchildren, some of them becoming my family members through adoption. And also adults as friends who lived as foster children growing up. I'll begin with a little back history of both foster care and teen pregnancy prevention to give you an idea of how and why they exist. According to a post by the National Foster Parent Association, it was English poor law that led to development and eventual regulation of family foster care in the United States. In 1562, These laws allowed the placement of poor children into indentured service until they came of age. This practice was imported to the United States and was the beginning of placing children into homes. Even though indentured service permitted abuse and exploitation, it was a step forward from almshouses where children did not learn a trade and were exposed to horrendous surroundings and unsavory adults. Various forms of indenturing children persisted into the first decade of this century. In 1636, less than 30 years after the founding of the Jamestown Colony, at the age of seven, Benjamin Eaton became this nation's first foster child. In 1853, Charles Loring Brace began the Free Foster Home Movement a minister and director of the new york children's aid associate excuse me a minister and director of the new york children's aid society brace was concerned about the large number of immigrant children sleeping in the streets of new york he devised a plan to provide them homes by advertising in the south and west for families willing to provide free homes for these children whether for charitable reasons or whatever help these children could be to them. In many cases, these children were placed in circumstances similar to indenture. However, braces, daring, and creative action became the foundation for the foster care movement as it exists today. As a result of the New York Children's Aid Society's placements, sectarian social agencies and state governments became involved in foster home placements. Three states led the movement. Massachusetts, prior to 1865, began paying board to families who took care of children too young to be indentured. Pennsylvania passed the first licensing law in 1885 which made it a misdemeanor to care for two or more unrelated children without a license. South Dakota began providing subsidies to the Children's Home Society after it was organized in 1893 for its public child care work. During the early 1900s, social agencies began to supervise foster parents. Records were kept. Children's individual needs were considered when placements were made, and the federal government began supporting state inspections of family foster homes. Services were provided to natural families to enable the child to return home, and foster parents were now seen as part of a professional team working to find permanency for dependent children. And now for the history of teen pregnancy prevention in America. The Office of Population Affairs Teen Pregnancy Prevention, known as OPA TPP program, is a national evidence based program that funds diverse organizations working to prevent teen pregnancy across the United States. While there has been great progress in reducing teen pregnancy, the teen birth rate of 18.8 per 1,000 females ages 15 to 19 in 2017 is still much higher than other Western industrialized nations. Young people ages 15 to 24 account for nearly one-half of all new cases of sexually transmitted diseases, and we continue to see disparities by race, ethnicity, and among the most vulnerable populations, including youth who are homeless, living in foster care, or involved with the juvenile justice system. OPA invests in both the implementation of evidence-based programs and the development and evaluation of new and innovative approaches to prevent teen pregnancy. The OPA TPP program reaches adolescents ages 10 through 19 with a focus on populations with the greatest need in order to reduce disparities in teen pregnancy and birth rates. Established in 2010 with a congressional mandate to fund medically accurate and age-appropriate programs, the OPA TPP program currently funds 91 grants to communities. Each of the 91 grants fall into one of the five following categories: implementing evidence-based teen pregnancy prevention programs; those proven through rigorous evaluation to reduce teen pregnancy behavioral risk factors underlying teen pregnancy or other associated risk behaviors to scale using a holistic approach in safe and supportive environments in trauma-informed ways and with linkages and referrals to youth-friendly services to reach a large number of youth and communities. Building the capacity of youth serving organizations to implement evaluate and sustain evidence-based teen pregnancy prevention programs. Supporting technology and program-based innovations that are promising approaches to preventing teen pregnancy, but need further development before being ready for evaluation. Rigorously evaluating new and innovative approaches to preventing teen pregnancy. These are designed to fill gaps in the current evidence base and include interventions for males, Latino, American Indian, and LGBTQ youth, and youth in the foster care and juvenile justice systems, as well as interventions, excuse me, interventions that are technology-based and or in clinics, school, schools, and communities and developing and testing new and innovative strategies to prevent teen pregnancy and promote healthy adolescence. Since its creation in 2010, the OPA TTP program has served more than 1 million young people across 40 states, Washington, D.C. and the Marshall Islands. Currently, The TPP program serves nearly 250,000 young people per year. This program has trained more than 11,000 professionals and established partnerships with more than 3,600 community-based organizations across the United States each year. The OPA TPP program has supported 65 rigorous independent evaluation studies that significantly contribute to the field's knowledge of where, when and with whom programs are most effective. In September 2016, the American Journal of Public Health released a special issue focusing on findings from the TPP program. In March 2014, the Journal of Adolescent Health released a supplement on implementing evidence-based TPP programs. Hopefully, I have said something in this brief episode to help you be mindful of some things we are facing with our children in America and also with our adults who were harmed as children. To all who share in helping our children and adults who suffered in travesties heal from these nasty wounds, thank you ever so much. We really appreciate you. You are a great asset in this world, and it is especially important after a life of any form of abuse to see a physician and a mental health specialist to help you excel as you recover. Let us know in the voice message on the Anchor app or by email at ProactiveEye at gmail.com some things you do to help you recover. We would love to hear your story and get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. This concludes our first installment for Foster Care Month and Teen Pregnancy Prevention Month. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with us and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. You can visit our blog at bit.ly forward slash P-E podcast blog. That's bit.ly forward slash pepodcast blog. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Proactive eye, And also on Facebook, the handle is at Proactive Podcast. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit us again. And remember, Healing is a continuous process, not a one shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes, family. Stay tuned next week as we deliver part two of how the dynamics of foster care and teen pregnancy prevention affect abused children. Thank you.